0: This episode is brought to you in collaboration with Santrape. It's time to take a deep dive into skincare, in particular, a skincare ingredient that actually isn't as well understood as you may think. Now, we know a lot about vitamins here on the Emma Gunn show. There's vitamin A, vitamin B, vitamin C, and vitamin E in skincare. We've discussed them at great length. But what do we really know about vitamin D? When I started researching, I realized a lot of what I thought I knew about vitamin D wasn't actually true. So when Sandra Pay told me about their new range, Purity Vitamins, that contains vitamin D boosters, I, of course, got on the phone, called them immediately and said, Tell me more. How is this possible? Can a topical product really do this? And can you get me some time in front of an expert? And rather brilliantly, they did. So, joining me on this episode, I have Dr. Paul Evans, who is Director of Technology and Innovation at Sandrope, and Michaela Boulder, who is their skincare and tanning expert. In this episode, we learn about the benefits of vitamin D, how it works in the body and what it means for skin health, whether our vitamin D levels are being hindered by covering up with SPF, why vitamin D is the cornerstone of a healthy skin barrier, and why thinking of vitamin D as the good mood vitamin isn't actually the whole truth. We also discuss why this new range containing those vitamin D boosters makes such an interesting new skincare innovation in tanning. High performance, high grade skincare and tan combined in a way that slots very easily into any skincare routine. All the links will be in the show notes, but helping me understand vitamin D in skincare, it's Dr. Paul Evans and Michaela Boulder on The Emma Gunn Show. Okay, so this is a very interesting discussion that we are about to have because this is perhaps an area of skincare that I think contains a lot of confusion and maybe misinformation and assumptions. So this conversation with Dr. Paul Evans, who is the uh, Director of Technology and Innovation for uh, Sandra Pay and Michaela Boulder, who is the skincare and tanning expert for the brand, is going to be all about understanding vitamin C and our uh, vitamin D, sorry, and our skin. i love that already i get the look (laughs) i like to check my guests are (laughs) awake um vitamin d because um and just guys say hello so michaela welcome to the show hello thanks for having me on (laughs) and paul welcome to the podcast hello to everybody um I really feel like we've unpicked vitamins on this podcast previously in skincare specials. We understand vitamin A. We know that retinol is a derivative of it. Uh, vitamin B, maybe the energy vitamin. We know that niacinamide is a derivative. Vitamin C for brightening. We know that that's also a really potent gold standard vitamin ingredient. You also understand vitamin E as nourishing, hydrating, and just kind of that sort of i think of vitamin e and i think beautiful skin just mm. beautiful young fresh plump the ages. but vitamin d is perhaps one that we're talking about a lot more now mm. but which i think needs a little bit more understanding so what's brilliant about having you guys here on this episode is that we're going to really talk about mm. the role of vitamin d and why it's really crucial for skin health and we're going to bust some myths because I came in, I was like, Paul, does it do this? Does it do that? And you were like, well, actually, no. (laughs) Um, So can you talk about the function of vitamin D in the body and in the skin?
1: Yeah, okay. Well, I think I'll start by talking about vitamin D and role in the body and uh, general bodily and physical health. You know, it's been known for well over 100 years that it's vital to our um, physical health. Um, And and for the last 100 years or so, people have been used Using vitamin D supplements to, uh, to boost their levels uh, in the body. And I think it's, there's a couple of interesting things about vitamin D, which um, perhaps means why, in terms of skin health, it's not been researched so much in recent years. So we only get vitamin D um, ingested in a few food types, a few food groups. And they're things like oily fish, like salmon, tuna, Mackerel, mm-hmm. some oily vegetables like um, avocado, um, and of course diets change, and some of those di- some of those food types mm-hmm. um, are more prevalent in diets in some parts of the world than, than others. You yeah. know, that's the, that's the first thing. Another interesting thing about vitamin D is that our body can't store it. So uh, we couldn't stock up by eating a lot of oily fish or avocado uh, and then expect our body to store all that vitamin D there. It's so like your phone data. It, it's doesn't like necessarily it, no, it, it, it runs out. <laughs> it runs out. So we have, to, we have to make sure that we're getting en- enough yeah. in our diet for for. General bodily health. And um, the interest uh, or the awareness of vitamin C, I think we can explore where that's come from in recent years. But just to demonstrate that awareness now is that in the last 18 months, uh, vitamin D supplements have overtaken vitamin C as the most popular Mm -hmm. uh, supplement here in the UK and also in uh, in the US. Mm -hmm. So we're now more aware of the role that vitamin D plays in our general bodily health and that Mm -hmm. sort of thing. But I would separate that, and that's been known for some time. It's only in the last five, six, seven years or so that we've begin to un- begun to understand the importance of vitamin D in skin health. Mm. And um, again, there's a couple of reasons um, for that. The first thing I'd probably say is that our body is very intelligent. So when we ingest uh, vitamin D through those food groups that I've talked about, or even supplements, what our body does is it sends that vitamin d to where it thinks the body needs it most and that is to things like our vital organs like our livers and our liver and kidneys but also our bones as well the skin is actually last in line so um when we think we are um, taking vitamin d in ingesting it it's not necessarily getting to uh, to the skin why is it important for the skin? Well, it's a, it's a vital component for the skin's barrier. You've mm-hmm. probably heard, or your listeners will probably have heard, of the natural moisturising factor, mm-hmm. NMF. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the thing which keeps our, or the, the, the complex in the skin, which keeps our, our skin healthy, keeps it moisturised, and keeps it performing its primary function, which is all about protecting, uh, protecting us. Yeah. What's different with vitamin D than other vitamins um, is that it is stimulated in the skin by sunlight. So and, and I think your listeners probably know there is an association between vitamin D and sunlight. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we need to talk about how, what that link is. You mentioned myths, I suppose probably Mm. the first myth that we could dispel at this point is to say that vitamin D is not in sunlight. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't, um, sunlight doesn't contain vitamin D which deposits in the skin.
0: Well, because the vocabulary that I see a lot and have used myself is that um, I'm going to go out and get some vitamin D. Yeah. And I assume that there is an absorption. Yeah. And I would imagine that some of my listeners will maybe have assumed that or would have uh, gleaned that from articles yeah. that
2: they've read
1: as well. so uh, absolutely when we do go in the sunlight then we do get more vitamin d in our skin and in our body but it's not an absorption process
2: mm-hmm.
1: so within um, our skin there's quite a complex reaction um, which stimulates vitamin d sunlight Stimulates that reaction, or technically we'd say it catalyzes Mm -hmm. that reaction. So a catalyst is something that accelerates or increases the efficiency of a reaction. Mm -hmm. And that's what sunlight does. So when we don't have sunlight, Uh, vitamin d in the skin will form but at a very very low level Mm -hmm. we really need a level of the energy from the sun again it's what what stimulates it it's the energy from the sun that uh, catalyzes the reaction and enables our skin to produce more vitamin d
0: okay so if i go out in the sun i'm not going to absorb vitamin d no it's that it's a it's a reaction within my skin yeah. that is catalyzed or prompted by yeah. exposure. Yeah.
1: Exactly, it's it's all of those words. Yeah, mm. so it helps <laughs> it helps the reaction to take take place.
0: And when you we've talked about uh, vitamin D in the body and also vitamin D in the skin, and just to say, and I've talked about this on the podcast before, so it's, I think it's worth mentioning. Mm. If I go and have a blood test and I go and check my vitamin D levels Mm. and I, as I know many listeners who submitted questions in the Facebook forum, I was deficient in vitamin D. Yeah. Can that be changed by sun exposure or is that about the vitamin D that you uh, absorb f- through food? I,
1: I, I think it's it's both mm-hmm. in all honesty and I think we need both. So I certainly wouldn't advocate doing all of one and not the other. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, a, a normal healthy diet we, um, where we eat... Uh, vitamin D rich food types Mm -hmm. I think that's worthwhile and if we don't feel that we're getting enough then I would recommend um, a a supplement Mm -hmm. but I would also say that um, a moderate amount of sunlight will also help your um, vitamin D levels
0: which leads me neatly on to perhaps another myth or perhaps it's true that because we are all hopefully listeners very aware of being sun safe and wearing SPF We have come to understand, perhaps incorrectly, that by wearing an SPF, we're actually blocking our skin's ability for that vitamin D stimulation, and that is actually contributing to a deficiency.
1: Yeah, I I think there there are a couple of factors, but I think there is enough um, evidence now emerging from medical doctors and clinicians uh, to say to question Mm -hmm. are we getting enough sunlight and of course particularly for dermatologists this has been quite this is quite a tricky area Mm. you know for many many years we've been telling people to stay out of the sun Mm. but I think we're now just beginning to realize within the dermatology community that actually moderate amounts of sun and we can talk about what moderate amounts of sun means but Mm -hmm. it's actually good for us in several different um, in different ways. Okay. But it's. I think there's, there's other there's factors. What, one of the factors, as you rightly say, is um, when we do go out, we put SPF high SPF products mm-hmm. on uh, continually. And and I would always advocate that we should use some mm-hmm. protection, mm-hmm. But, but sensibly. But there's other factors in play as well here. So particularly lifestyle changes. So um, we nowadays we don't spend as much time outdoors. Uh, I saw a study recently that um, 10-year-old children in the UK are spending over an hour less outdoors than they were 10 years ago even. And I imagine if you went back beyond 10 years, it would be very much uh, less than that. Mm-hmm. You know, so, uh, so lifestyle changes, mm-hmm. we, we don't, you know, particularly our children, and actually when we need vitamin D uh, for growth of healthy bones you know the children are not getting enough mm-hmm. um other lifestyle change you know um we go to shopping malls we go to cinemas gaming and all those sorts of things so the time that we're spending outdoors is less
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah so i think and i think it's that sort of understanding you know i'm not a medical doctor but i think the medical professionals are seeing mm-hmm more um patients who are suffering from lack of uh, vitamin d Mm -hmm. you know another interesting fact i think is that because we're often asked well well well, how much vitamin d do we need and how much time should we spend outdoors and you can't really answer that Mm -hmm. question um because it depends on the amount of skin that's exposed and where we are on the planet. Mm. Um, And again, there's there's now more and more recognition that the further north we are, or south, in fact, um, in the winter months, the sun does not have enough energy to create vitamin D. So we here in London are just about on the cusp. So places north of London... Uh, during the winter months, between probably around about November and early March, there's not enough energy in the sun to create vitamin mm-hmm. D. And of course, the further north you are, then the for then so the, that
0: reaction to for that in for the skin, that reaction yeah. to
1: take place. You know, so mm-hmm. and, and that's that's been proven. Mm-hmm. So in the winter time, even when we can see the sun, you know, on a nice crisp winter's day, um, there's not enough energy. We don't get heat from the sun. We don't have enough energy in the sun to create that uh, mm-hmm. vitamin D in the skin.
0: Okay, so the reason why we've kind of gone back to vitamin D school is because we're going to talk about topical application mm-hmm. of vitamin D. So if you remember at the top of the show, we talked about the different vitamins A, B, C, D, and E. And actually, you have at Sun uh put together um, a formula that mm-hmm. stimulates, does uh, mimics, or yes. the role of the sun in catalyzing yeah. that vitamin D Um yeah. activation how does that work
1: okay well it actually works in ex- obviously the reaction that produces vitamin d in the skin that, that's that's part of our physiology
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, the technology or the material that we'll use i'll explain what it is in a moment it catalyzes the reaction in exactly the same way mm-hmm. as sunlight does so that 's why we say it mimics it you know it 's not adding vitamin d there 's no vitamin D in the product of the technology. Mm-hmm. Um, we use a sugar like material it 's called a fructo oligosaccharide and a beetroot extract mm-hmm. so it 's a natural um, sugar material um, and and it catalyzes in in the skin in this reaction we have molecules which are called VDRs, vitamin D receptors. Mm-hmm. And it's those that uh, kickstart the vitamin D production in the skin. Okay. Sunlight activates those, which then activates the vitamin D production. Mm-hmm. And the fructooligosaccharides um, kick-start that reaction in exactly the same way as sunlight does.
0: So, without but without needing any exposure to, but no, the sun. you
1: don't need uh, you don't need um, sunlight. It, it will do it. Mm-hmm. Um, when you are exposed to sunlight, what it does is it um, increases the efficiency of that reaction. Mm-hmm. So, even if you have limited amount of sun, which is producing vitamin D, it will add on top of that
2: okay.
1: uh, and increase the effectiveness of the reaction. So, you're producing more.
0: Because one of the things I think some listeners might be thinking, and I certainly, when I started reading through the material, was thinking, wait, topical vitamin D, we've just had this whole thing about clean beauty, or not just had, it is ongoing, and about what the body actually absorbs, that the skin is a barrier, as as we've already said. But this is actually about putting something on to stimulate a reaction within, not about
1: pulling it into the body or that's that's absolutely uh, you know exactly that's that's the way it works right. so it's working with the bodily mm-hmm. um, the physiological reactions in the skin um, and the other things I would say it is just acting this reaction takes place um, within the uh, epidermis so mm-hmm. around the epidermis and dermal junction mm-hmm. so it's not penetrating into the body it's not absorbed into the body mm-hmm. uh, it's working on the skin. And it's promoting skin health. Yeah. So this is a cosmetic product. Mm-hmm. Acts on the skin. So we are not advocating this mm-hmm. as a replacement for your vitamin D supplements, or that it, in fact, improves your skin, mm-hmm. he- your uh, bodily health. Mm-hmm. It's all about skin health. Yeah. Supplementing the vitamin D in the skin, and the role that plays in um, having a healthy skin.
0: Yeah, because I know it hasn't necessarily been proven. But we were talking off tape about skin conditions and about barrier function, essentially. And vitamin D is crucial
1: for a healthy skin barrier. Yeah, absolutely. So um, vitamin D, the role vitamin D plays in the skin, it's part of the skin's NMF, the natural moisturising factor. Um, And and that's all about having a a healthy, good quality barrier. Mm -hmm. So from a scientific point of view, when we talk about healthy skin it's really the quality of the barrier. Mm-hmm. So I think, as I said earlier, skin's primary function is, to, is a protective mm-hmm. barrier. And uh, so a healthy skin enables that. And, and a healthy barrier means it keeps what we, want, what we have on the inside of our body, keeps it in the mm-hmm. body, uh, controls the amount of water, that we regulate the amount of water lost through the body, that's important, through the skin, sorry. But also it protects us from external aggressors. So, you know, that barrier function uh, is, uh, is vital. And, of course, from a cosmetic point of mm-hmm. view, um, if we ask from a consumer point of view or a cosmetic point of view, then a healthy skin is perceived as one which is smooth, is even toned, mm-hmm. um, feels natural, uh, and all those sorts of things. So there's a scientific aspect to what is healthy skin, but there's also a consumer perception mm-hmm. of, of what is healthy skin.
0: And this, Michaela, is where you get very excited about this product, isn't it? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) This is my bit. (laughs) Because now that we understand what what it's actually doing on the skin, fundamentally it is still a tanning product. It is, But you are very excited about this particular formulation because of the vitamin C and vitamin D boosters. Yeah. But also because the actual formulation for you, and as well as being a tanning expert, you are also like superstar facialist. <laughs> so you also uh, have seen that the formula is like high quality skincare as well. Yeah.
3: It's, it's a crossover between skincare and tanning because mm. it's got skincare level ingredients. So I think when um, saint pay released their purity range it was quite exciting because it was hyaluronic acid so immediately you're thinking hydrated skin my tan's going to be more even it's going to last longer it's going to look more healthy because my skin's in a better condition mm. so with purity vitamins with the booster of the vitamin C for just a brightening ingredient in there it doesn't want to do anything else just to literally brighten and radiate the skin and then the vitamin D stimulation I think the crossover is just fantastic it means that we can put a tanning product into our not only daily routine with the skin on the face with the serum but also as the body so you can spritz your body Mm. once or twice a week and have a gorgeous glowing tan that makes you feel immediately confident so it always combines in the fact that you're applying a tan but you haven't got to worry about a terrible breakup you haven't got to worry about dehydrated skin because we've kind of covered that already with the skincare Mm.
2: benefits
0: as well and also there's a serum uh let me just listen as it's right in front of me and so it's not just a case of adding it into a skincare regime it's that it's you've made it part of yes, the skincare regime. it's
3: already pre-blended
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: so you have so if you i mean i like to wait to discuss the way that if you took the dha out of the serum you've yeah. got a really great brightening and vitamin d stimulation serum put the dha inside you've got three products in one so mm. it slots into your routine every day it gives you the most beautiful light tan it's There's no reason to be afraid. You don't have to add drops into your moisturiser. This is already pre-made. Hyaluronic acid in there as well. Mm. So you would cleanse your skin, apply the serum, go straight in for your day cream and your SPF as well. How simple is that Mm. to know that in four hours' time you're going to have a
0: gorgeous glow (laughs) and you've used a really fantastic serum? And Paul, you said something interesting before we started Mm. recording, which is this is kind of breaking down that barrier between gradual tan and tan. Yeah. So just to sort of... um, talk to you Michaela about the difference between gradual tan and tan yeah a gradual tan is what something you use More regularly? You'd use it daily.
3: So that's more of like a buildable tan. Mm. So you would get more hydrating properties from a gradual tan, but then you would take sort of four or five days to get that really idealistic color that you're looking for. Mm. Whereas the tanning serums, although they're transparent, you are going to get a light to medium tan within Mm. one application. So you're kind of missing out those extra days, but you're still having the hydration and then follow on with your daily moisturizer as you would. And you can just prolong that lovely tan.
0: Yeah. So I'm not, if I start using this, I'm not going to wake up tomorrow and go, ooh. I just no. like I've come back from... Care. No, it's a, really,
3: it's a really light tan. And that's why it's able to be used every single day because it's just a light tan. It's got a very small amount, DHA. just means that you can use it. And with your cleansing and exfoliation, your mm. mask routine as well, you're always going back. So you're applying a self-tan, but you're keeping on top of it with your skincare routine so you don't get a build-up, you don't get a really dark, heavy tan. It's just consistency. It's consistently light and
0: <laughs> lovely gloving. Because one of the payoffs of using topical tan using any kind of fake tan or self tan is or has been previously and i say this from personal experience i'm sure everyone in the room does that the night that you do your tan you wake up and your skin is going to be dry that's the payoff yeah but that's what you're really the formulation side of it what you do with the um, innovation is to really move away from that to make it a much friendlier yeah skin friendlier product right
1: yeah i mean absolutely we know that. You know, actually, the the reaction that takes place to produce the tan, you require DHA, dihydroxyacetone, the the tanning agent. Mm -hmm. You require amino acids and proteins in the skin, which are present in the skin, and you need water. Mm -hmm. If you take away any of those, you haven't got a tanning reaction. Mm -hmm. So the tanning reaction itself uses up water Mm -hmm. uh, in the skin. So if you do overuse products, it can lead to dry Mm -hmm. skin. So that's why, you know, the technology that we've been working on for the last five, six, seven or so years, we're taking um, skin hydration technology from skincare mm-hmm. and putting it into tanning. Okay. And, and I think, again, as we were talking a little before, there's two reasons. For that. One is to make the tanning reaction more efficient and, and work through to completion. Mm-hmm. But then secondly, a well-moisturised, hydrated, healthy skin barrier prolongs the turn
2: mm.
0: and also we have to talk about mood so it is a myth that if i go outside and i get some sunlight that i have therefore just gone out and like recharged my vitamin d levels like you know a rechargeable battery or whatever mm. it might be um what's the real truth about that that feeling that sense of going outside and coming back in
1: and feeling really good yeah, well, I mean, that's absolutely true. I think if we asked 100 people um, if, how they felt after they had been outside in the sunlight, then I'm sure that 99 or 100 of them would say they feel better.
2: Mm-hmm. You
1: know. It's not just about sunlight. Um, you could do the same for a walk in the forest or a walk by the seashore. All of those things um, make us feel better. But it's nothing to do with vitamin D. Or vitamin D stimulation. Mm. So when we get those sorts of um, um, environments, the brain uh, uh, create, or stimulates the production of a hormone called serotonin.
0: Ah, I uh, like a bit of serotonin.
1: <laughs> yeah. We all like a bit of serotonin, yeah. It's often called the happy hormone. Mm. So serotonin, it stimulates those parts of the brain which create those happy emotions mm-hmm. uh, for us. Yeah. So um, where the vitamin, the link to happiness and vitamin D came from, I just think it came um, you know, at the early part of the last century when sun tanning became, started to become popular with Coco Chanel. And um, the, the association, people realised that when they went out and sat in the sun, they had a tan mm-hmm. and they felt better. Right. Yeah. So that's where it came from. Mm-hmm. But it's nothing to do with the creation of vitamin D. It's all about uh, the the stimulation of the hormone serotonin mm-hmm. in the brain, which makes us feel happier, better and more relaxed.
0: Okay. But this is a tanning product that we're yeah. talking about. So we're talking about the Purity Vitamins range. So it has those vitamin C and D boosters, which yeah. we've already talked about, um, for ha- healthy, happy skin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And But there's also, there's like a trifector, isn't there? Yes. Um, so in order to... Is it almost like to replicate that sun feeling? Yeah,
1: absolutely. That, I mean, that's what we wanted to mm. do. So we set out to replicate that mood boost that you get from sunlight. Mm-hmm. And of course, just having... If you use self-tan products, and you get a nice natural glow. You know, that does make you feel better. But we wanted to take it to the next level and try and stimulate those happy emotions. So we worked... Uh, And the way that we've done that, the way to do that is through the fragrance. And I think we all probably know that fragrance can uh, enhance mood or change mood even. Mm -hmm. So we talk about stimulating fragrances, refreshing Mm -hmm. fragrances, and we talk about relaxing fragrances, calming fragrances. But the understanding of the link between odour and fragrance and the brain is now really well established. So we can... Design fragrances that do stimulate that and we can actually prove that those fragrances do stimulate those emotions the way that we do that obviously we work very closely with a fragrance technology partner um, and they do Well, we've done with them a range of scientific experiments so you've probably heard of brain mapping, neuroscience mm-hmm. these sort of techniques and you've probably seen funny pictures of people wearing uh, things like swimming caps with lots of electrodes coming out of them all wired up to a fancy machine. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Well, that's the way that we are able to measure um, stimulation of different parts of the brain. And all those electrodes enable us to do that. So what that enables us to do is to design fragrances. So we investigate different fragrance elements and look at how they impact on the brain and stimulation and we can then begin to um, design fragrances specifically to enhance those um, happy emotions in mm, the brain mm. that's the real sort of sciencey part there's other techniques we can use as well like we measure heartbeat we measure sweat production and all those are different ways in which you can measure emotions okay but then you follow that up with um, psychology so and um, clearly you do stimulate that but then how does that relate to what the consumer thinks Mm -hmm. and feels so the way we do that again we um uh, through visual recognition we give people consumers fragrances to smell and ask them to look at a range of pictures which depict different emotions. Mm. And we look at the strength of the correlation between the fragrance and those pictures or emotions.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So if you put those two together, you get the science, which shows we stimulate the mm-hmm. happy parts of the brain. Uh, and you put that together with that psychological study, mm-hmm. um, which shows that people link that fragrance with happy emotions. Nice. Then we roll all of that up, we put Mm -hmm. it in our product, we get people to use the product, and then we ask them how they they feel.
0: So you've got your lovely boosters, you've got your fragrance, which you know is a mood enhancer, and what is the other...
1: Well, the other bit is the the, the natural, healthy complexion. Mm-hmm. So, of course, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the tan. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know that that you know we never call these products fake tans. They are self tans or gradual tans. Yeah, sorry,
0: I keep saying And fake <laughs> and
1: it's um, so I don't from a technical technologist point of view the easiest thing to do is to make these products, make your skin go darker. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the easiest thing to do. It's all about creating a natural-looking tan, a natural glow, and one that lasts and fades evenly. Mm. So that's where we focus our efforts. And um, in terms of research, we spend as much time working on the skin as we do on the ingredients and the product themselves. Because it's the two parts... You know, that um, yeah. that you've got, if your skin is in poor condition or whatever, um, you put, no matter what self-tan you put on, you're not going to get a good quality tan.
0: So what we've got here, we've got the pincer movement on of great skin, yeah. which is, as we've talked about, we've got the innovation, we've got the technology yeah. in the formula. But then from your perspective, Michaela, you love using them because if I came to you and I said oh my skin it's winter I can I have a tan yeah. <laughs> uh, my skin's a bit dull and it's really dry the probably the first thing you would want to do is put vitamin c and uh, a lot of hyaluronic acid yeah on me, I would absolutely which is what's in the formula and yeah. so basically you've got like and I'm sure it's great in summer as great in summer as it is in winter or any yeah. time of the year but what I'm getting isn't just a nice gradual color it's you're looking after the complaints that i'm bringing to you yeah so we're looking
3: after the skin we're looking after skin also before you apply the tan during the tan and Mm. after the tan so first of all i'd probably send you away to go and prep your skin how dare you? So, first of all you might want to go and have a prep and maintain in the shower remove any un- un- unwanted hair and then come back and have a tan but yeah it, are it's- you calling me her suit
0: <laughs> no i am just it's prep nice.
3: um so yeah it's just before during and after so we are mm-hmm. about looking after the skin and being in my job as well it is about the healthiest skin gives the best results mm. so preparing your skin first applying a self tan but you know not ever, we're not talking about going really dark it's just whatever's going to suit your skin mm. so the bonus about Saint-Tropez, and one thing I've loved about them, is no matter how much of one product you apply, your skin will only take to a certain color that you would naturally go in the right, sun. Right. So it doesn't tick over. It's not going to take you into an extra dark because you've applied it twice in one area and once in the other. It's going to be a flawless, even tan, no matter mm-hmm. how much or how little you apply. And especially with these products here, is that you've got the face serum. So it's particularly for the face. So when a lot of people say to me, can I use the spritz? on my face the body mist on my face well yeah you can but actually there's a product specifically made for your face that contains higher levels of hyaluronic acid in there so you're going to get the hydration so we're looking after the face Mm -hmm. separately to the way we look after the body although it's still skin it's just higher more concentrated levels for the face
0: is it multi-molecular so it's it's got
3: that hyaluronic
1: yes, acid, acid yes yeah, the latest generation hyaluronic acid so we've got low molecular weight and high molecular weight so it's functioning right at the surface of the mm-hmm. skin and also um, deeper inside the skin
0: nice i know we thought of everything i do like <laughs> multi-molecular weight hyaluronic acid yeah, everybody
1: <laughs> likes low molecular weight hyaluronic acid so <laughs>
0: And then obviously we've talked about like vitamin C is the brightening vitamin.
3: Yes, so. it's only a very low level vitamin mm. C in there. So it's just for brightening and radiance on the skin. It's not for any exfoliation or any deep depth work. It's just for the surface of the
0: skin. Well, thank you so much because I feel like, first of all, I really understand now that there is zero payoff uh, for applying tan. So I'm not going to have to endure a day of dry skin or flaky skin or any of that kind of stuff with this formula. But also, Paul, thank you for explaining vitamin D because honestly, I really didn't understand quite how complex it was but quite how vital it is for the skin and Mm. skin health. So thank you so much. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to get in touch with me, then please do email me at thebeautypodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Do you have any questions about vitamin D? Let's start a conversation in the Facebook group. The link to join is in the show notes, which can be found wherever it is that you are streaming and downloading this episode. If you would like to send me a message on social media, DM me on Instagram and Twitter, where I'm at Emma Guns, or you can send me a longer email, as I said, to thebeautypodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. I cannot wait to hear from you. And I really, really hope you found that episode on vitamin D useful. Thank you so much for listening. I will see you on the next one.